Welcome back to the Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Chapman, and today I have my friend Katie Ringley of Katie Fitscript joining me. Hey, Katie. Hey. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited to hear about what's going on in your world because you've got a lot of change and transition happening and I know so many of our listeners are going to be able to relate to your story. So I'd love for you to start by just sharing like how you got to where you are, where you're at now, what's going on. Okie doke. So my story is kind of all over the place. Lots of change, lots of transition, as you said. So I guess I'll just start kind of at the beginning of like Katie's Fitz group and kind of where it's gone from there. Because I mean, we don't want to start at like childhood or anything here. So (laughs) anyway, so um. When I graduated pharmacy school, so I'm a pharmacist, um, I decided to go into blogging versus becoming a pharmacist. And so I had a little bit of a following and I kind of just went with it. And then I wanted to see if I could do the freelance thing. We lived in New York City at the time. And so I launched it um, and I did it and I was able to do it. I worked, hustled, you know, the whole bit for two years, two and a half years, something like that. I'd have to calculate it out. But um, anyway, and then... So as of like, I guess a month and a half ago, so just to explain more on that. So with Katie's Fit Script, I did everything across the board with fitness. I ran, I lifted all of that fun stuff. And I did, I've done eight marathon distances, an Ironman, a half Ironman, an ultra. Um, So I'm very much into the endurance scene. I coach running and I coach nutrition, which I actually still do, even though as of like a month and a half ago, as I was going to say, I have shut down my Katie Fitzgerald Instagram after having, you know, almost 70,000 followers and the whole bit. So that is a story in and of itself. Um, not sure, Kelsey, if you want me to go into all that. I think we'll kind of go down that trail here in a minute. But just to finish up my story, um, after, before I actually decided to close all of that down, I actually launched the World Hunger Project, which is kind of uh, something that I'm doing now, not full-time. It's kind of a charity organization on the side, I guess. I try to put in as much time as I can for it, but um, just also recognizing that it's brand new um, and just trying to give. Right now, we're in a season where we just want to give as much as possible. So um, I can go into more about World Hunger Project, but where I am right now is I'm going back to the world of pharmacy, but in a new way, kind of an entrepreneurial way. Um, I have been hired by a private company to do pharmacy health coaching. So diabetes and high cholesterol and um, hypertension and just being coaching people in nutrition along with their medications and kind of trying to get them off their meds to save, you know, the insurance company's money on the back end is kind of like the money side of it. But um, anyway, so I'm working for a private company there. I'm going to be running their social media and their um, kind of scene online behind the scenes and not as Katie Stitt's grip um, going under the radar. So that's kind of where I'm at now, I guess. Katie, I have a thousand questions because I am so (laughs) excited to just hear uh, more. So with Katie's Fit Script, you you did a lot of full-time coaching. You did a lot of sponsorships and partnerships as well, right? Yes. So I would work with different, you know, sports and fitness companies and um, just, I guess, the typical blogger route where, you know, we might negotiate or things of that nature. But I would say the majority of what I did you know, you can choose kind of what path you want to go on in terms of freelancing, whether you want to do e-courses like you've done, or if you want to do coaching, which, so that was my primary focus is I, I targeted, 
I guess, targeted, you know, people versus like companies that might as much. So I know friends who are in the same scene as, as I, and they target companies. And so I had companies that would come to me and, you know, prop, you know, monthly that definitely happened just because naturally that's what happens online when you have a following. But, um, I did mostly coaching. Wow. So, and you did that for two years, right? Yes. Awesome. And you built, did you build all of your presence online mostly? Yeah. So it's funny because when I graduated from pharmacy school, I actually was in North Carolina and we decided to move to New York City just for like this year of adventure, which was actually such a, that was like a transformative year in our faith and our marriage, just because we finally were in community with people who like lived faith out every day. We talk about it all the time. And we tell people that like, if you're a Christian in the city, cause it's a secular place, like you lived it out. And so that was just such a cool time. And like to be just starting out blogging, like I will admit, like I was on a high constantly. Like I just felt like life was, you know, just everything. And and it was, and it was wonderful. And I won't say that it isn't now, but, um, but you know, time changes and you kind of settle into life a little more, but yeah. So we went to New York and I can't even remember what your question was. Oh my goodness. What was did, your original did you, do, you built most of your presence online yeah, while you were so, in New York. Yeah. So while I was in New York, I built most of my presence online. And then when I moved home, so I live in Shelby, North Carolina now. And, um, when I moved back here, I guess I was kind of like known because of my blog and building it on there. So like even today I will have people come up and like, I mean, this town is tiny, but will like introduce themselves in the gym and then they get all super embarrassed. It's really cute. I'm like, this, this happens all the time. It's okay. They're like, are you Katie's fit script? I'm like, oh my gosh, let me just cover my face. But yeah, it's really cute. So I've had a lot of people that I've coached in the town just because they knew about me. Um, and I've done a lot of in-person consults. I've just kind of done it all. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. So what led up to you deciding to, I want to talk about World Hunger Project next, but what led up to you deciding to take a hiatus and ditch the Instagram account? Because I know there's so many thoughts about this. I know that it can be really hard. I get really burnt out with, you know, maintaining something that I have made my livelihood. So at this point, it isn't, I'm sure you felt you had a big decision. You could either go back to a day job or keep it up. And so what was that process like for you? Why did you do it? I'd love to hear it all. Okay. Yeah. So it was definitely like a very, very long and thought out decision. I think that it looked like it was very sudden because in the year, so it was it, honestly, this decision was over the past year and you'll probably think to yourself, goodness, you didn't last very long, <laughs> but um, no, I did. Uh, Okay. Well, anyway, so uh, over the past year, I've just thought about it. And then the night that it, I had been saying to my husband a lot, you know, I think that I'm I'm going to just let go. Um, and he was, of course, he's, su- he's super private. So he was like, the first time I mentioned it, he's like, yes, girl, you know, let's go. Like, just delete it all. But um <laughs> But, and, and he's super sweet too. Just like, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It's fine. But in the beginning, like you said, I mean, my income hundred percent, I had not worked in, I've, you know, 
as of this point, I'm working part-time now pharmacy, but I had not worked as a pharmacist. I was terrified. There's no way I can can quit this. And so I, even when I felt a little burnt out, which I'll go into that, I, I didn't do anything about it because I was like, this is my income. And I think, I mean, that happens in any job setting. You know, you might want to move on from something, but you have to provide for your family. So what do you do? I have massive loan payments. Like I couldn't quit. Um, and so anyway, long story short, the first thing that I did was I just felt really led to stop doing nutrition coaching. That was the first thing I pulled away from. I became a run coach. And so I kind of felt like, you know, I can do that and do that coaching scene instead of the nutrition because long story short, like nutrition coaching can get very hairy and gray between the line of fitness and eating disorders very quickly um, with girls and especially girls who would, you know, hire someone online. You know, they're obviously very interested in their aesthetics and I just, gosh, there's so much behind that, but I just felt so led that I didn't feel like that I was glorifying God and like what I was doing because I felt like everybody came to me for like weight loss and like I had a six pack I would show online. And so it's like, Everybody would come to me for that. And it honestly, just like every day I'd think about it. I don't want people coming to me for my abs. Like I would say that all the time. People would say, well, like that draws people in. But then, you know, they read your blog and they like you. So then they hire you because of like your faith or like whatever, which is wonderful. I'm I'm glad that that kind of like made people trust me, I guess. But um, it just really got to me. So after a while, I decided to cut the nutrition coaching. And that was a big leap of faith and a huge decline in income. I mean, huge. Really? Um, So yeah. And it's like I knew, but I also thought run coaching would pick up because I had kind of marketed myself as more of a runner. So I like stopped showing my body online. And that was like, really humbling to see the way the world actually works in that, you know, everybody says that that doesn't matter, but it does. And so I felt really convicted by God to do that. And I'm glad that I listened to that. And I'm, I'm so glad that I did, but it made my engagement drop off. My followers stopped following my, you know, my money just, I mean, and that sounds awful, but yeah, it just, income was just drastic. And so it was like very much like, wow, <laughs> you know, I, and you can't go back on something like that. Like you've said you're going to do yeah, it. Yeah, you're so like, like, okay, you know? I can't just like start incorporating body shots again. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So anyway, I just was like, whatever, this season, it'll it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So um, around that time, actually, it kind of has every step. I'm just like, God, you are so good. And every time I question, you know, it always works out. And so this person contacted me and said this person needed part-time at a pharmacy. And I thought, well, that's fantastic because I'm not nutrition coaching anymore and I need, you know, <laughs> more income. So um, I got this part-time position, which I still hold to this day. Um, and then I was doing run coaching and still blogging every day. And, you know, it was kind of a hustle, like trying to work part-time and do the blogging thing and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that was probably... I mean, gosh, that was almost a year ago now. That's so you crazy stopped with the you stopped nutrition coaching a year ago. Yeah. Wow. And so there's still people, honestly, to this day that will come to me, and I'm kind of like, let me evaluate you, and like, let's talk through some things. What let's are your sign goals? Some paper. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. To make sure that this is okay, and then like, I'll still do it, and I, you know, so I still have clients to this day for that. But anyway, all that to say, then I did the part time for a while, and then honestly. There's so there's so many reasons, but there's primary ones, and so I'll go into that. Then one of the number one things was the constant 
feeling like it was a chase and like a competition between people like that I honestly loved and people that I've like didn't want to be in competition with, but it's just the nature of the game. And like, you just constantly feel like you don't have enough and that you don't have enough followers or you don't have enough engagement or you don't have, you know, this, that, or the other companies reaching out to you. Like I said, you know, friends with target companies, but then I see them posting with all these companies and I'm like, why are these companies not coming to me? You know, like, what am I doing wrong? You know, it's just a constant mind thing that like when they would, post on social media that they got something that I applied for, you know, and very like went after things and then someone else would get it. I would want to so desperately be happy for them. And I know that there's room and there's space for everyone online, but it's just human nature, you know, to just be like, oh, just frustrated. And like, why? But it became a, I am not good. Like I'm not good enough. I suck. They're great. And so that's why no one chooses me. And it just became so toxic. I just would put myself down all the time. I would, I would cry about it, honestly, just different situations where like I had a lot, actually that transition of like stopping showing my body. Like I said, my engagement went down and I transitioned from more of a bodybuilder scene to like a running scene. And when you do that on Instagram, your engagement goes down because you're changing topics. Yeah. I'm a person of change. And so, but I just could not accept it and could not like that I had X amount of followers, but this amount of likes. And so I would just like envision people like, oh, I don't like her anymore, but I guess I'll like, you know, they don't unfollow, but they just like lurk. And so anyway, it just really just tore me up and that's ridiculous. And I know that, but I think that if we were all to admit it to ourselves, we all do it. So, um, all that to say, I think that some people don't do that and that is wonderful. And I did it for a long time, but when it started getting toxic, that's when I had to start, you know, making some decisions. Another reason was because I felt the Lord calling me not to show my body. And then when I didn't show my body, I felt like there is, I cannot hustle any harder to make this work. And I just felt like it was 24 seven work. I could never relax. Cause if I was watching TV, I'm thinking I need to be commenting on Instagrams and like growing my engagement and da 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 commenting back to people who would, uh, you know, I love when people are so kind and they say such sweet things, but it's like 75 comments. And I'm like, I need to go and message every single one of them, you know, and so, or like, comment back or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I just like got so exhausted from that. And then the third thing, which, um, I kind of want to talk a little bit about this, um, is quote haters, whatever trolls on the internet. Yeah. Mean people. I'd love the, to talk about that. Yeah. So toxic, of course. Um, but there's like a range of thoughts that go behind that. So, you know, when it first started happening, like at first I was kind of like, I'm someone's talking about me. Like I'm one of those people. Oh gosh, I hit a plate. My, I'm one of those people now that like people say things about it. Almost like felt good. Like I made it kind of deal. Um, and that is ridiculous, but that was my first thought. And then the second and third thing, you know, comes in and then it really stung. And I, you know, there's a website where they talk about people and someone told me, which I was like, why did you tell me that? Like I'm on there and I go on there and there's threads of people talking about me. And, and that was a, been over a year now. Um, and I remember, I literally can remember where I was standing and we had just gotten done with dinner and this person had texted me. So of course I just immediately look it up and like, I just wanted 
to throw up. Like I was like, I need to go home. Like I just felt like immediate, like heart rate, like anxiety and just overcome with emotion of like, I cannot believe like people would say these awful things about me. Um, and just feeling like a lot of like, you know, you find slithers of like, am I like that? Like, d- do I need to like, you know, change this or that about myself? And so then I went into this season of like not knowing who I was and not being able to be confident in anything I posted because every time all I could see were just like people like looking at it, just wanting to just, just tear me apart. Wow. And so it just became so toxic and it lasted for like a year and I kept fighting it and I kept saying, and of course you, I blocked myself from that website. My husband was like, I'm going to go on your computer because I love you and block this website. So So how many times do you think you looked at it before he blocked it? Um, it was honestly probably like four, but it caused enough like anxiety and lots of damage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm so, like curious what the website is. And then I'm like, wait, I don't want to know. <laughs> no, don't. Don't even look. Um, and so, but it's a horrible website. It has like, it's every blogger there is probably on. Well, I don't, that sounds awful. Cause I'm like, now you're going to go look. But nope, I'm um, not looking. I can. Like, okay, good. Yeah. Good, good. Don't. Um, but anyway, so they create threads on people, all that kind of stuff. So all what that awful to say. Thing. I didn't it, even know stuff like this existed. And it's anonymous usernames. So it's you literally like, um, like, um, oh, what's the, you know, Gossip Girl. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what it reminds me of for sure. And so like you can, you like, you know, I read the stuff and now in retrospect, I look, cause I've like come out of that and like the confidence is, it's crazy. Like overnight who I've become as, you know, this person, I'm like, Oh my gosh, everything they said was just like, like they would make lies up of things that I said to people or like she emailed me this. I'm like, I've never said that. You know? <laughs> anyway, so all that to say, that's real big drama, but um, full circle, it got to a point where it, I felt like people kept saying, you can't let them win. You have to be confident in who you are. So I would tell myself those things. And of course, you know, when you're at home alone and you're like, oh, and, but I got to a point where it was like, It's not about them winning. It's about me winning and saying, no, I'm not going to put my life out there for you to have any kind of access to anymore. Like, I just want to be private now. Like, I've grown up. I started when I was 23, and now I'm 27, almost 28. So I just just didn't want my life online anymore. And when that decision, like, when I felt that, it was just, like, such clarity and such confidence in, like, okay, like I'm, I'm done. And so just one night I kind of just had a moment where I was like, I'm deleting it. And so I did. And I tell my husband, and of course he's thinking, cause I temporarily disabled. He's like, Oh, you'll be back tomorrow. You know? And I'm like, no, no, I'm serious. And so like two weeks pass and he's like, he doesn't really get online. Really. He's like, just doesn't have Facebook or Instagram on his phone. And so he was like, are you back on Instagram? And I was like, no, I told you, like, I'm serious. <laughs> so anyway, um, it's a funny story. Long story short now, it's been almost two months. And it honestly was the best decision I could have ever made for myself. And that's not even to say I'm not online now. Like, I still have a personal Instagram. And I still, like, have blogged, like, three times, I think, since then. And, like, but it's just, but it's it just for you feels now. different. Yes, it's just for me. It's not for income or anything of that nature. And so once I did that two months ago, I started searching for jobs and 
lo and behold, as of like this past week, that's when this other one fell into place. Um, and so that is the full circle. That yeah. is amazing. And just so <laughs> brave, honestly. Like, I think it is Gosh. so incredibly brave that you did that. Well, I appreciate that. It was definitely terrifying. I bet. <laughs> you feel like you've worked for years to build this thing, to let it go. And I think that's also why I'm like, I love my blog. It's memories of, um, you know, things we've done and like the path of my life. And I don't want, so I'm not going to delete my blog. Like I, I'll blog if I feel like it. And if I don't, I don't, but I'm not going to be that drastic. Yeah. <laughs> I think it just comes down to shifting gears of not being a slave to it. I mean, I've even yes. made some decisions of like, I'm not going to tag like products and photos anymore, unless it's like an outfit that I like like the outfit, but no captions. Like, I'm just going to talk about what I want to talk about on Instagram. And I'm not going to be controlled by partnerships or collaborations. I just want it to be my space that I kind of take back the reins on. And I love that. And I guess that's the way that I feel, you know, about my personal and stuff is just like, it feels like it's just me again. It's not like saying things that I feel like I need to say or like any of that nonsense. <laughs> yeah, cuz I mean, I mean, I know what it's like to be told something about yourself that is like really painful. I mean, I've sat in counseling sessions to what about what people have said about me and it it turned your mind into a cluster of like, well, is that true? Am I blind to that? I don't know. Yes. You know, and you I mean, I think any person who self-evaluates, yeah, like getting to a place of confidence is uh, healthy and necessary, but I think it's also inevitable to not, if you, if you are some, someone who self-analyzes, when someone tells you something about yourself, of course you want to, you know, search that out and make sure it's not true, you know? And oh yeah, I've, for sure. It's, and I went through a season of like really evaluating those things in myself and coming to a place of such peace that honestly, it's like, I thank them. I'll be. I'll go there. I have forgiven them so much. Yeah. I will, I will say thank you for giving me this journey and being able to really evaluate who I am and to come to the other side and be like so confident in and not like even in an arrogant way, just like objectively. You know, I just like I love my life and my husband and my dogs and everything. So yeah, it's been great. That's pretty awesome. So wow, I'm just like amazed by. <laughs> This journey. And what would you say, like, that has taught you about God's timing and letting go, like, open doors and closed doors? And, like, when it's time to close the book on a chapter or close the chapter in, you know, the book yeah. of life? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's such a great question because that also leads me to say that, you know, in all of this change, like, I know I'm to the other side now, which is I'm glad we're doing the podcast now because um, we've talked about doing it a bunch of times <laughs> along the way. But uh, just because it's not all been rosy at all. And like, even with my faith, like just really rocky and figuring out like what in the world has like, you know, I know like I have a degree, I'm a pharmacist, so I can go back to this, but like my life, you know, had become so much of that. That was who I was. And so it really was hard. It was it was tough. And, and I fought God a lot on what I felt Him calling to do. First of all, with like, you know, feeling like I showed my body too much. And like, and I'm not even saying that people, like that's a whole nother can of worms. Yeah, that was you your know. personal conviction. Exactly. Okay, perfect way to say it. Because that was my personal conviction for me. And so, but every single time, as much as like up to this week, and I just tell my husband every time, and I'm just like, 
you know, and, and some things like I've applied to jobs and have not gotten them in my town. Like there was a job that I applied for and I went and interviewed for it for a full-time pharmacy position and someone else got it. And, you know, so you, you sit back and I can say, God's not with me right now, you know, and like this space, but it's just so clear when you come full circle, like the job I have now is like going to be fantastic for me. It's perfect for me. And so, and also there's a lot of times though that I say, is it really God's plan or is it just, you know, that cousin, whatever, got this job and I didn't or whatever, you know, it's, and sometimes I question that, like, what is God's plan and what is it not? And am I making this up? But it's just like time and again, I just see the timeline of my life and my marriage and just everything that has happened to us X amount of times along the way, because there's been a lot of change. It's just that he is just so good and gracious um, every single time. And it's just brought my faith to a new level each time. Because, you know, you kind of lose it in the space a little bit. I think we can all admit that. Um, And then you come to the other side and you're like, wow, this is awesome. You know, a new restored view of your faith. Yeah, and and it is. Like, I will say those hard seasons, often you cannot see what God is doing in the middle of them. But like when you come full circle, hindsight is 20-20. So when you come full circle and you look back, you're able to see where God really was there when it didn't feel like it, or it felt like doors were closing and things weren't working out. I mean, I'll be the first to say these past few months have emotionally been a really hard season, but I also feel very stretched and like God has been super present and walking with me through it and learning things about myself and what I really want in life and making some healthy decisions for myself. I, I just think I am, I so admire you for doing the brave thing. And for those listening, like it doesn't mean being on Instagram is bad. I'm still on Instagram. Exactly. But I think we exactly. all understand the struggle of like knowing that, you know, if you do have an online business, your online presence matters. And if you want to delete your online presence, then maybe like your the trade-off is learning to be content with a day job. And I I think there's a season for everything. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's also like, this is going to sound so ridiculous, but you're letting go of so much. I've even felt like that I've let go of like friendships, like, because I was, you know, constantly in contact with these people as we followed each other's journeys on Instagram. And I've had to like remove myself and I felt like a lot of guilt and like, I've texted a lot of people like, I want you to know, like, I still very much care about you. I just, it, I might not be as present in that space, but just know that I'm there, you know, and, and feeling guilty, like trying to go to like my best, like running friends, like their pages and like their pictures, because I, I am like now transitioning into more of a day job. And it sounds so silly, but we are in a culture and a time where that sort of thing does matter. And if you're, it might seem as if like, I just was like, bye everyone. Like I'm done, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I think it is so intriguing and it, it's a huge huge change for you. So I just, I love hearing about it. So so are you still running marathons? I just saw you, you were at the Boston Marathon, right? Yes. Yes. So I am definitely, that is one thing that I feel like will never change about me. It's like my outlet and my love. And I just love endurance sports and especially marathoning. It's like my favorite distance and my favorite like sport because I've done triathlon. Um, And so, yeah, I just ran so I ran my like PR race, my personal best in uh, March at Myrtle Beach Marathon. And then I turned right around and did the Boston Marathon because wow. like, 
it's Boston. So I couldn't, you know, not do it. I felt like, um, and so anyway, so that was back to back. So I didn't do as good at, at Boston. It was super hot and that's to be expected, you know, just because I had just done another fast marathon, but yeah, yeah, I'm definitely still marathoning. I'm doing the Chicago marathon in October. Oh my goodness. So how many do you do a year? Well, this year I had five planned, which is just crazy, but and you can't, if you plan that many, I mean, you know that a lot of them are just going to be kind of like just jogging them for fun versus like trying to get a good time on them. And so I knew that there there was one this summer that I was going to do with some friends in Shelby, but I've told them like, I'll go and maybe run some miles with them. But I've just realized I don't really perform very well as in I ended up with IVs at Boston. So I was like, I can't do a summer marathon. So <laughs> I canceled that one. So yeah, I'm doing four. So my next one's Chicago. And then I'm doing Kiowa, which is uh, a beach in South Carolina. So I'm doing that one in December. So um, it just depends like how many just lines up. So. You are wild. That is insane. <laughs> And and Marathon World, do you do that sponsored or do you do that? Like, do you sign up personally? Clearly, I'm not athletic. Tell me more. (laughs) No, it's funny. Uh, So I was sponsored a lot of times because of my social media. And so, but now, like, that was one thing I was like, maybe I'll say this. But like, I mean, this is just the fact. Like, now it's not just your income that changes. It's also like... I have to pay for races now and I have to pay for like even clothes and like, oh, yeah. you know, all, all those things that you trade out on social media and all of that kind of stuff is, you know, that was part of the decision as well. So no, you sign up like on a website. So Boston's different because you have to qualify for it. And Chicago is really big too. So you have to like get in through a lottery. So you, well, there's a lot of ways you can get in, but that's, that's one of the ways. And so you can, You can do guaranteed entry if you have a certain time, but typically like a marathon, like the Charlotte marathon, because that's where I'm at. Like there's no cap. You just go online and sign up. Wow. That is so like you, you have to get approved for like the Chicago and Boston marathon. Yeah. Yeah. So Boston is like a whole year and a half Yeah, I thought that was wild, right? Like a pretty lengthy process. It's a super lengthy process of like qualifying and then, uh, you know, putting your time in when they do everything, the registration. And then a week later, they tell you if like you actually got in because they go back and verify that you actually did that time. And yeah, it's a, it's a big event. So it's kind of an honor. It is an honor. Yeah. Boston, that's the thing is why it's so prestigious is just because like you have to get the certain time. So everyone, you know, and it's funny, like my family's like, are you going to win? I'm like, Oh my gosh, no. Like I'm not like that that's the place where all of the pros and wow. Ethiopian people <laughs> that is that fascinating. Wow. Yeah. I'm like learning so much. I have been to a half Ironman event before Ooh, in New Orleans, cool. like in college. Oh. But uh, obviously I was Fine. not participating. I was cheering <laughs> cheering on. <laughs> So fun. I love it. I know that I sound like a well-seasoned athlete, but yeah. (laughs) I'll be coming to you for coaching. Uh, But seriously, well, I know. Okay, so you've, you know, shifted gears with your uh, career, but you do have a passion project that sounds like it's developing into another career. The World Hunger (laughs) Project. Well, it's funny because, like, I think when I... And I'm just being 100% transparent. Um, I think when I launched it, and I I still do, I would love for it to be, you know, eventually my career, but it is a business that, you know, I think I was very lucky when I did Katie's Fit Script that things just took off very quickly and that's not the way business works and that's okay. Um, (laughs) So um, I've just had to, 
not even like accept. It wasn't even like something that I was really like tore up over or anything. It's just that I want it to grow in its own time and not to force it. So, you know, I know all the tactics to grow a business online, but I also have been a little exhausted of those things Heck and yeah. moving into other ventures of my life. So I haven't really forced it, I guess. And so, um, but all of that to say, I'll tell you about World Hunger Project because it's it's wonderful and it's great. Um, I just it just is a little slow going, so it's not something that I could make you know my full time at this point. But um, so what it is is um, we sell apparel and goods, and a portion of the proceeds go to different organizations that we've partnered with around the world. So one is locally um, in Shelby, and it's called Feeding Kids of Cleveland County, and then the other three are in. Uganda, Kenya, and um, Haiti. So we actually, this started, originated when we sat down with um, a Haitian refugee that actually has, lives now where my husband's from. And my uh, mother-in-law was like, you'd love to talk to him. And I kind of felt like awkward, like I'm going to go to this Haitian refugee's house. But she was like, yeah, that's totally how she is. Southern woman's just like, yeah, we'll take them like some cookies. It'll be fine. Um, and so we show up at their house, seriously, no joke, like knock on their door, like, Hey, I just want to hear your story. Um, and so he sits us down so sweet, him and his wife just tell us all about everything. And he just really told us about like the crisis after the earthquake and just how much devastation and all of that, that there is and about hunger. And he has this um, project that he does. And so we started immediately you know, giving to that monthly and, um, really trying to support his efforts. And then we went home and here's like the full story of what happened is we started searching for ways that we could start getting involved with world hunger. Cause we felt really passionate about it after speaking to him and researching it more. And we couldn't find really anything other than like, you know, there's like huge hunger initiatives, you know, but we kind of wanted something more like intimate, I guess. Um, and we couldn't find anything. And so I searched in my head, I think, I bet there's some kind of like world hunger project. And so I search it and the hunger project comes up and I'm like, okay, this is a great cause. Again, huge organization, like World Hunger Project, nothing. So I go on Instagram and I start searching hashtags, hunger, hunger project, world hunger project, and nothing comes up. There's not a world hunger project Instagram. This is like 2015, then the end of 2015. And I'm thinking, how in the world is there no world hunger project? There's a hunger project, but no world hunger project. So anyway, that was when I said, if there's not one, we have to create one. So that was where we started and we kind of took a year to kind of develop everything, how we wanted to do it, what we wanted to like, you know, sell and or not sell or how, you know, just a donation type platform. And um, so all of that, we kind of came together and have made that we sell apparel and goods. We do, we do take donations and those go obviously directly to the cause. Um, And then we do like pop-up shops and, you know, fundraisers and that sort of thing. Um, and all of that, a portion of that goes to, you can choose your organization. So you can read up on the website about it and, you know, choose Haiti or choose Uganda um, or Kenya. And then we, you know, allocate that out and send it to the respective locations at the end of each month. Or you can say you want it to like go to all of them. You have that choice as well. That so, is yeah. so cool. So what have been some of the most exciting ways people have gotten involved or shown support? I just love, well, I love this. Well, um, some of the, I guess, exciting moments, like period along the journey and just everything was, um, first of all, getting in contact with the people at the orphanages because we wanted to seek out really high need, um, unstable organizations just because we wanted to help people who really needed help. Yeah. Not like 
we didn't want to just give our money to the donate page on another big website. So, I, you know, it took forever because they don't, I mean, they're not on their smartphones. <laughs> and so, you know, it, it, they didn't respond back for six months. And I kept thinking, I'm not going to be able to launch this. You know, I was reaching out to all kinds of different orphanages. And finally, we got some feedback and, or like, you know, people messaging us back. And that I just will never forget like getting those emails from each place and just being so overjoyed and feeling like that I had prayed over them and that God had handpicked them to be these, you know, the organizations that we're partnering with. And so that was really exciting just in general. But um, then also just like the community support in Shelby, um, I was really kind of, I guess, shocked. I mean, I knew that people would get behind it. But just even when we put the promo video up, just so many of my like friends in town, like um, sharing the video and then like local businesses reaching out and wanting to partner and have our stuff in their boutiques and stores and stuff. And, and that's just really, honestly, like, even if it didn't, I mean, you know, at this point when you're growing a business, you know, you don't expect to like make money and we're trying to give as much as possible, you know, but like none of that even matters because it's just such a cool like thing to be like, you know, people to come together for a good cause, I guess. So it's been, it's been really cool for those parts of it as well. Wow. How exciting. Seriously. And I understand, you know, I, my team and I with Radiant regularly have conversations along the lines of, are we willing to do this for 10 years if it means we work another day job? And I I think that, you know, having had an online presence that was so big personally, both of us, and then also having like a side passion project where it just takes time for it to, you know, be a full-time gig and like really stewarding a vision God gives you when it's, you know, doesn't necessarily put a roof over your head or or when God gives you something to steward without it paying your bills. Like you have to do something else full time for that to be your side hustle. Yeah. And Um, I I was going to ask you about Radiant. So I don't want to, you know, take up time on the podcast, but (laughs) do you have another podcast talking about all of this? I'd love to know about Radiant. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, I just ask away. I I love getting to Well, just like, where is it at at this point? And what are you guys doing? And yeah, so we, you know, we, there's a few of us that kind of help are the backbone and the structure of Radiant, Kelly, Phoebe, and I. And we really kind of facilitate all the daily functions. You know, we have Radiant Magazine, which will always be a free touch point of just valuable information for our readers that like enhances and impacts their daily life. Um, And we have city meetups and the podcast that are also free tools to just grow and walk with people in their journey. And then city meetups just launched. So we're in our second month and we are you know, having little meetups across the nation and hopefully across the globe where women can come together and like community and friendship and connection. And then to go a little deeper, we have a Radiant Community, which is like a little online devotional platform with 12 devos per month put together by like six of us. So, you know, one month's topic is courage. The next month is purpose. And so that's been so fun to get to teach inside there for people to have the opportunity to go deeper if they want. And then hopefully long-term we'll have some retreats and conferences, which just like would be a dream come true for me. So I'm really excited about that portion. So yeah, we're just stewarding, you know, the magazine, the community, the podcast and the meetups. Well, right now we're being faithful with what's on our plate and in our laps and just seeing where God takes us. 
I love that. I love Brady and I actually tell tons of people about it. And I'm like, all my girlfriends, I'm like, I really think you'll love this, this blog. It's really different than other ones. And so just so you know, I tell a bunch of people oh, about thank it. Thank you. Uh, but also just that like, you, the way you said that, like you're just stewarding what God has given you like right now. And I love that. And that's kind of like the space that I'm embracing too. Like, just like not always like pushing things where maybe God doesn't want them in this season, you know, and just like really just doing a good job where you're at and then letting it flow. You yeah. Know? I'm reading essentialism right now. Have you read that? No, I'll have oh. to grab that. <laughs> if you're, if you are a more is more type of girl like me, uh, yes, it's good for you. <laughs> it helps you zone in and focus on one thing and doing it well. Because I tend to do like 10 things. And, you know, that's... Yep, same here. That's so fun, but then you that. get really spread then. And so, you know, I really, last year, I, I sit in a ton of counseling sessions about responsibility and guilt. Those are my two big topics. And so I feel yes. I felt a lot of guilt for Radiant not being all of our full-time jobs by the end of last year. Heaven forbid within, you know, eight months, it wasn't all of our full-time jobs. And um, yeah. I felt a lot of guilt for that. Like I want, I don't want my team to burn out. And I feel like this is, I don't mind giving my life away for this, but I feel guilty asking someone else to, even though they, you know, the, everyone who has come alongside and helped lead radiant like that is their choice and they are it is their baby as much as my baby they do give their life away for it but I felt a lot of guilt for that and um I think we rushed trying to scale it and scale it fast so that it could be all of our careers um because again there are strategies there are things you can implement and I really started off 2017 with really kind of hearing God quietly say, you know, it was really quiet. And I I felt it like in my gut, like Holy Spirit was like, like I knew it was God. And I just felt like, slow down. Like I'm asking you to slow down. And in that slow, slowing down season, like I'll give you the momentum you're looking for. Um, And I felt really scared and really scared to tell my team, like, actually, I don't think we should launch all these things. I think we should slow down. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah. And it was met with such a beautiful response, especially from Kelly and Phoebe. And they were like, I actually feel that too. And it's so neat to like, you know, every decision that like I felt God tell me to make the hard decision, the other person has had that gut feeling and that peace as well. And so it's been really cool to see him like really pave the way and lead the way and open doors and make conversations. I mean, I've had some conversations that were hard as well. Not everything goes perfectly. Yes. Oh, yeah. But, oh, you yeah. know, <laughs> overall with huge decisions to be made, like slowing down when we very much plan to speed up, um, it's been met with like a serenity and a level of peace that only is God. It really is peace that surpasses understanding. So just like oh yeah, trusting Him in the process. And I think all of us are in this like kind of refining and like walking it out season of like, we're going to walk this out when it's mundane or when, you know, I spend 10 hours scheduling magazine articles for the month, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just like walking with God in, in the mundane. I'm, I'm sure you have some things to speak to that as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, that is the season, I guess, honestly, before I like start this new thing, you know, that I'm in right now, like the way my part-time job has been is it's like, I work a lot for a week and then I have like a week off. And 
that sounds so glorious. I'm sure everybody's like, oh, I wish. And I mean, I, I do. And it has been good, but I also am a doer. And so I've felt a lot of like lack of purpose. Like the first week I was like, woohoo, this is awesome. You know, this part-time work, I can do this forever. But, um, but then after that, like the mundane sets in and like, you're like, who am I? Like, who is this person who has just quit something she built for so long? And, you know, all those kinds of emotions that I talked about earlier and just really, like so many times, like there have been things that like I know that I could call somebody up and be involved in something in five seconds. And I've had to sit back and say, no, that is not where God wants me right now. Like I need to listen to this because I just knew in my spirit, like just hold out, just wait. And I mean, and I'm still there, you know, and I, and I think that when I start another, like this job that's coming up, obviously like things will pick up and it will be fine. But I'm just really, like you said, like trusting in the, not as busy or as um, purposeful seasons, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I will say, I think rest is purposeful. It just for us doers, it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> I know. I know. Right. Yeah. So, no, what would be your sentiment. like advice for how to rest or how to be still for those listening who have a really hard time? Because I have I have some things to say to that too. Yeah. Well, um, I saw my husband this other day because he's kind of had a season where he came out of something kind of stressful and. And he was like, what do I do with all this time? You know, I'm like, that's so funny. I've never heard you say that, you know, but that's how I felt. And I, I genuinely sat down and I like wrote out this list of things that are just like dreams. Like if I had no job ever, like what would I do? And kind of like really evaluate. This sounds so ridiculous and so just so me, but just like seeing who I am now. Cause I thought at first I was like, I'm going to read all these books and I start reading books and I do love to read, but I was like, I'm, this was me like 10 years ago. Like, I don't think that I actually enjoy just like sitting around and reading anymore. Like that's just not me anymore. And so just kind of going through those things, that list and like, it's been such a cool time to like figure out who I am and really listen to like my passions and like the things that I love and like figuring that out versus just wherever life's continual cycle just lands me. But really like listening to God and listening to myself and things that I love and don't love and really trying to hone in on like what gives me true joy. Wow, that's good. That is really good. And like making room for like you growing and changing as a person, like you said about books. Like I used to like books, but if I'm sitting here and hating every second of reading this, then I don't have What's to read. The point? Reading yeah. does not have to be the epitome of resting. Exactly. So true. Cause like that's, I kind of felt weird. I was like, I went to like the library and it was so great, like looking around. And then when I sat down to read the book, I was like, oh, this, I'm kind of bored. Yeah. I think <laughs> we like kind of get in our heads ways of being that like things have to be a certain yes. way. And and then it it's doesn't. like, oh, they they actually like don't have to be that way. Yeah. And so I've really found joy in Netflix and it's been wonderful. Get it, girl. <laughs> Me too. That is like one of the only ways to turn off my brain. Yes, I love it. <laughs> that is awesome. Yep. I unapologetically love Netflix. I watch TV every night and that may sound purposeless, but it's a way for me to unwind. Oh, yeah, me too. I love it. Yeah, I found that like, like I was telling you earlier, you know, this has been a really big reset season. It's almost like rewiring my brain to learn how to rest. I don't even know how to rest. And I think hustle is necessary when you start up. But after a certain 
period of time and you know when you're spread too thin that it, you can't sustain it and you've got to start yes. rewiring your habits and your brain to um, make room for a new lifestyle and so for me I just kind of cold turkey um, pulled back on all of my commitments I stopped hanging out with people every second of the day I uh, while trying to fit in 40 to 60 hours of week work each weekend and saying yes to every opportunity for quality time or showing up for everyone. I stopped, you know, showing up to every event just for the sake of showing up. And exactly. Yeah. It, it very much felt like I sunk into like a little bit of a funk the first five days because I'm majorly extroverted. But after that, once I pushed past the discomfort of resting, Um, I actually really began to like who I was like, Oh, this is how people feel when they rest. Like I I like myself better. (laughs) Yes. Um, that is one thing I haven't touched on is the fact that like, I've been able to cook more for my husband and we've able to have like sit down dinners, which we didn't do because I was just always on the go and and I've just really felt like like I'm a pretty good wife in this season, you know? It's fun. So I, I really have really enjoyed it. And at first, it, like you said, it was super hard, but like really learning to like love myself and who I am when I'm not all tied up and stressed out. Yes, because I think that it's very, I'm sure you have something to say this, but it's, it's easy, especially when you feel like you're doing impactful work. You're like empowering women to like live healthier yes. lives. When you're doing impactful work, it's, and we, it's easy to be like, no, my identity is not my work. But really, a lot of the time it is, even especially when you're doing important and impactful work. And so because you begin to be proud of the work you do and the impact you're making on this world. And it's like, what if that was stripped away? Would your family like the legacy you're leaving? Would your friends like the legacy you're leaving? Or really just your peers from work? <laughs> Oh, yeah, for sure. And also, like, when I was in Katie's Fitz group deep and with nutrition coaching and run coaching all at once, like, I felt a lot of guilt for, like, letting these girls go that I, like, you know, I had formed relationships with and they really trusted me to kind of guide their nutrition for either their sport or just their life. And, I I mean, a lot of times you form a really close bond and I felt a lot of guilt, like letting them down. But then I just knew that over time I was like, I just, you know, I have to do this for myself. Yeah, seriously. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely easy to get wrapped up in that because you are doing purposeful work and it's, yeah. Yes. I was like, man, it, it really, I got to a place where it's like, man, I think like my work and my clients and the people I lead with Radiant are getting the best of me and my friends and family are getting the worst. And that is a little backwards. Yeah. And then you feel get the opposite direction. You're like, oh gosh. You yeah. Know, that's seriously. It's, it's, it's fascinating. So, okay. I would love before you leave to share three things that are like you love that you could recommend. Maybe a book if you have some on that you used to love or a podcast <laughs> or a show, whatever. Well, um, how to get away with murder oh yeah (laughs) it's like a ridiculous but really fascinating show so I have to say that just because that's been my Netflix obsession or I'll lump in there as one Grey's Anatomy because of course everyone loves Grey's um but um let me think about this because I was like maybe not I should have been a little prepared um but I guess the other one I'm trying to think of a book that I've read during this time 
Um, Uninvited is really good. Oh, um, yeah. And that is one that I've read. Who is it by? I'm trying to look it up real quick. Uninvited. The name. Oh, Lisa Turkhurst. Yes, yes, yes. So that is a really, really good book. Um, Living Loved When You Feel Less Than. And it was something that I knew that I had to read um, just because of the season that I was in when I was feeling the toxicness of feeling less than with social media and never good enough, no matter how many followers or likes or whatever. Um, so that was really, I really loved that. Um, and then what What were my choices of the three things I oh, think any, I could give? Anything that's your favorite right now that you could just pass along. Any resources, um, <laughs> podcasts, sermons, whatever. I'm sorry. I'm in like thinking mode. Um, I would say this is a blogger and this is just like shouting out a blogger, I guess. Hey, I just fine. love everything that she does. And her, you might, you probably know who she is, but I'm um, Teresa Anderson. Oh, no. Um, you don't know her? Okay, so she's a Christian blogger with six kids. Three of them, I think, are from Ethiopia. And I just, like, am obsessed with adoption. And, like, she just embodies a beautiful Christian walk of being a mother and just inspires me so much. Um, so she blogs all the time about just, like, her one of her latest blogs says, what do you need to learn how, what do you need to learn how to study scripture? Anyway, so everything that she does is just like applicable things about the Lord and, you know, being a mom and also being um, a woman of faith. Oh, so cool. And she does like little book clubs and I just really love them. So. Ah, I'll have to check it out. Uh, very yeah. cool. I'm going to really yeah. check her out. Yeah, um, yeah, you'll like her a lot. Yeah. She's from Denver too. Oh, she could be my friend. Yeah, y'all, y'all, should, y'all should definitely connect. <laughs> Very cool. Well, Katie, okay, where can people find you now on social media? And where can people find the World Hunger Project if they want to support you? I know you guys have a lot of cute t-shirts that people would love to wear who are listening. And support what you're doing and get behind the World Hunger Project. Like, you guys, I will be the first to vouch that Katie and... Her husband Tanner, they are good ground to sew into. So you can trust them. So sweet. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I am on my personal Instagram, um, which is Katie Amelia, but it has like an underscore before the Katie. Yeah. So Katie Amelia, that's my personal one. And then the World Hunger Project. So it has the T-H-E and that is our Instagram. And then um, theworldhungerproject.com. And I guess you could put maybe, I don't know if it's possible to put links and stuff, but that that is the website. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll put them in the show notes. Okay. And then um, the other places, I still am blogging just when I feel led and what I want to say. Like the other day, I blogged about marriage and I am in the fitness category. So it's just whatever my heart is feeling that that moment. And it's funny. My husband saw me typing it. He's like, I thought you weren't blogging anymore. And I'm like, I just have a lot to say. <laughs> Hey, that's awesome. And you can do whatever you want on your blog. You don't have to be just fitness. Yes, exactly. And that's been the beauty of it too. So um, yeah, so you can find me on my blog. I'll probably blog maybe once a week, just whenever I feel like it. So yeah. Well, Katie, I am so glad to have had you join me this week. And I can't wait for our listeners to hear your episode. Thanks, girl. I'm so glad you asked me. It's been really fun just catching up with you. such a blast chatting with Katie and I know you guys had to feel so inspired by that conversation. I think she is just so brave and I honor her 
for the choices she made for herself. And I think we can all learn something from that. I've linked all of her social media outlets up on the show notes and her websites. And I definitely encourage you guys to get involved with her at the World Hunger Project. As always, you can find all of Radiant's websites in the show notes as well. All of our social media outlets, we'd love for you to come follow us online and be a part of what we're doing. I want to personally invite you to join us at a city meetup across the nation. We have a section of our website called City Meetups that you'll be able to find and see if we're in your city. If we're not, you can host one and invite all your friends. We really just want to bring women across the world together in friendship and connection and community. We are so excited to get to start doing that. Last month's launch was a blast. We launched in Nashville and Colorado Springs and This month, we're expanding as well. So we're so excited to um, really facilitate community and connection. If you want to go deeper in the word, we also have the Radiant Discipleship Community. You can find that on our website, and that is 12 video devotionals a month and a private Facebook group. And we really just dive deeper in the word together. So we would love to have you there. As always, if you loved the music from this episode, it's by Kayla. You can find her on iTunes. She is one of our very own Radiant columnists and is such a beautiful writer and artist. So we love her music. And it was produced by Christian Sager. Until next week. Cozy up for the holidays with 60% off everything at Banana Republic Factory, including soft sweaters, comfy pajamas, must-have gifts, and more from $9.99. Find your nearest store now, only at Banana Republic Factory. Get 50 through 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Plus, shop new doorbusters for the family, including outerwear, jeans, and our Gap Logo Crew Neck sweatshirt. Find it all at Gap Factory or GapFactory.com through December 14th. What if you could change your life and someone else's at the same time? You can. Choose the job that's more than a career. Visit DirectCareWorks.com to put your passions to work.